Right, I just have to say this before I start the episode properly. Harry Maguire and Mike Feeling, you can piss right off, right off out this football club. Right? I don't know if some of you... Saw, I don't know how quickly some of you switched the game off. Um, Why is Mike Feeling giving Jay Rodriguez a hug at the end of this game? Is he, is he thanking him for scoring or something? I mean, we've heard some reports, haven't we, about like... Um, even even Ralph himself has been a bit confused as to why Mike Feeling's still there or whatever. That just I just have to I had to just mention that straight away because that was obviously the thing I saw at the end of this match. Um, but that just that that annoyed me. That reminded me of a game. I think it was a one-one draw or something or a nil-nil draw against Man City. Um, either last season or or, or a recent season. I think it might have been last season. And uh, John Stones. Um, and Maguire had like a hug at the end of the game. What, what's going on? You don't you don't go and hug the opposition players. Like, nah, n- nah. You just nah. I mean, that that just re- like what's he doing? Saying oh cheers, thanks for making it one one, Jay. I mean, come on. That just yeah, that really really annoyed me. So I I I had to just mention that at the start. And Aaron Maguire, you're just absolutely shit, aren't you? <sighs> anyway, uh, welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and of course today I'm talking about Manchester United's one-one draw away. Was it away? Yes, in the Premier League against Burnley. I've not even loaded the um, football app yet. That's how quickly I've tried. To, yeah, away in the Premier League against Burnley. Ah, dear, deary, deary, dear. Um, I'm not happy. <laughs> I just, like, if I don't laugh, I'll start getting angry. And that will be a change, won't it? Um, I don't understand certain things about this team. I, I just, I, I, I don't understand anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand what's wrong with this team. I mean, I think mentality plays a big part. <sighs> Um, like if I'm seeing Mike Feeling, who's not supposed to be there anymore, giving Jay did Jay Rodriguez score? I think it was him, wasn't it? Um, yeah, giving Jay Rodriguez a hug at the end of the game when he's the one that that scored to make it one-one. What what's he doing? Whispering in his ear, going, "Oh yeah, that Maguire bloke weren't going to catch you, was he?" Like, what am I supposed to think after after you know seeing? Seeing that, I just <sighs> anyway, um, one one, very 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 disappointing result. Um, could have been three 0 up at one one point, couldn't we? Bloody hell! And uh... <sighs> we're just throwing it away again, just throwing it away again. And um... I don't think we did a whole lot wrong today, really, but. It, I think it's with that killer instinct thing with this team, where we go three nil up technically. Obviously, two of the goals disallowed and and that that sort of thing. You go two nil up. Sorry, or almost three nil up technically. And uh, you don't carry on the momentum that you've. That you've that you've set, and heads probably dropped after that. You know, two goals disallowed for silly reasons, and then Maguire just messes up. That that's 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 the painful thing about football. Is like, oh, everybody was saying before this game, like, oh, Burnley, you know, bottom of the league, they've only scored like five goals this season or whatever it was. It's like, oh, it should be easy. No, no, you can't you can't approach any game of football like that. We did it. We did it this week. This this week was it? This weekend? Yeah, on Friday. Sorry, not this weekend. Against Middlesbrough, all went in and thought like, "Oh, easy game, Middlesbrough," and then paid the price of being knocked out of competition. Tuesday night, Burnley. Oh, easy game. No, that's that's not how football works. That's not how football works, especially when you're in this type of form when you're throwing the leads away and you're not. Um, you're not putting the opposition to the sword. I was, I was kind of thinking of something at half time, actually. This is a bit like, you know when you're watching a film or TV show or whatever. 
and the villain, the main villain, has like knocked down the hero character, and he's got the gun pointed at the hero character, and he's gone, oh, when you killed my whatever, it's a revenge plot, right? And like, I'm gonna make you pay, and they're giving a monologue for about five minutes, and you're like, okay, why haven't you shot the person yet? And then somebody comes in and saves the day. It's a bit like that. Man United, Man United are the team that's got the hero character knocked down. And they won't pull the they won't pull the trigger, so to speak. You know, they they just they just they're aiming the gun at the person, but they just don't have that um, killer instinct. Um, and that's again what we did against Burnley here today. I thought, and it's really really annoying. It's really 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 annoying. And um, I I mean I have a couple of things. I I, I want to just point out some things about a couple of players for a second. McTominay's not a CDM. Shouldn't be playing as one. He's not good enough as a CDM. Doesn't track runners enough. And it 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 really really annoys me to see us playing McTominay as as a CDM. It's not his fault. It's you know I mean it's his fault for being a bad footballer, but it just he isn't doing the things that he should be doing but then given that there was some news that came out not too long ago that like oh we're going to convert Maguire into his, uh, McTominay into a CDM it's just like no he's he's 25 like by the time he learn by the time he learns to do that it'll be like 29 or something um and i just don't understand what the idea is there and some of you might think, like, oh, who's who's the better option? I mean, Fred and or Matic, sorry, Fred or Matic are the better options. Because this game also looked made Pogba look slightly weaker in midfield. But he's not got that defensive midfielder next to him. Um, he's not got that cover next to him, Pogba. Because, um, like, when, you, when he plays for France or whatever, he's got Kante next to him. And in this team has got McTominay next to him. It's yeah, it's just it's just not working. It's just not working. But I think we're gonna persist with it and I think we're gonna continue to pay the price of that. Definitely. So, um Yep. And then Maguire is just <sighs> Maguire. He just I mean it's just he's too slow he can't aim his headers he had a header right in the 90th minute and it hit his shoulder or something it's like I just it's it's a really 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 big shame that Ole decided to buy Maguire for, not just for his price tag but to give him the captain's armband and he's had it for th- Three, almost three seasons now, and I I heard a few people say it's a few people have actually said to me like, oh Matt, you can't just like take the armband off Maguire. Yeah, you you can, you you can do that. Um, but I I wonder again. I I've spoken about this what within the last month to six weeks or so. I do think there's certain decisions. That are quite obvious within this team. So things like dropping McTominay. Not making in the CDM. Taking the captain's armband off of Maguire. Dropping him. But I do think that there's some political things going on at this football club. I I think McTominay is like the always oh, the midfield guy. And like he's the, he's the academy graduate that we have to keep in. And he's British and... We have to, you have to play him, and then Maguire. It's like, oh, we paid so much money for this guy, and we gave him the armband, and it would look probably weird if we took the armband off of him. It's like sometimes you just sometimes you just gotta you just got you just gotta do these things, and I I I, de- I just I definitely think that. Ralph is being told, like, okay, you can do what you want for the most part, but there's certain things you you can't do. And I, I do think those are two things. Like, you can't drop McTominay, 
unless obviously he's injured or suspended. And you can't take the armband off of Maguire. Because it it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me that neither of those two things have happened. So anyway. Um but yeah, we bottled it again. Um I think Tottenham are above us in no not to- is it Tottenham? Yeah, no West Ham, sorry. Or in the league above us. Let me just check the Premier League very, very quickly. Yeah, so we've played twenty three games. So here's here's the fourth, fifth and sixth spot, which are the ones to keep an eye on. And the seventh, which is very relevant. Because uh, forget Chelsea. Ch- Ch- Chelsea is seven points in front of West Ham. So just forget Chelsea for a second. West Ham, 24 games played, 40 points. Man United, 23 games played, 39 points. Arsenal, 21 games played, so two games in hand over us, 36 points. Tottenham have got three games in hand and have played also 36 points. So basically, Arsenal and Tottenham have got a big advantage over us. Then you've got Wolves who have got two games in hand, but they're... 34 points so they're slightly a bit further behind than even Arsenal and Tottenham but we've got to watch out for that because top four is not a guarantee it's not even if the Premier League ended today we don't get top four because we're fifth at the moment and that's because I think West Ham won today or something didn't they yeah they beat Watford by um, a goal to nil so yeah right right there and then tonight like literally this Tuesday night we've drawn a game West Ham have won so they've taken over our position in the league table. Granted we've got a game in hand. But then we've got uh, teams like Tottenham and Arsenal. That have got games in hand over us. Um, so yeah that's a quick uh, little league table update. Um, gosh 21 games already. Jeez where's that time gone. Um, yeah so that's that's my thoughts on that stuff. Anyway let's get into uh, the summary. Talk about some things. Um... So on my summary on this app, I expected it to say two disallowed goals, but it only shows one, which is uh, the actual first goal, which is Varane's header, um, which was disallowed because of it was either a hand, not handball, it was either a foul by Maguire or Maguire was offside. I think it was disallowed because of, oh no, it says, v, it says VAR offside. Well, Varane wasn't offside, so it must have been given that way by Maguire. But there was some conversation as to whether Maguire had made a foul. Either way, it's Maguire's fault, basically, because Varane wasn't offside. Maguire was. Uh, So that was that goal. Um, Then we did actually score anyway. um, So that made it 1-0 properly. Um, Quite a good goal, actually, to talk about here. Um, So Rashford was breaking down the left-hand side. And... um, Passes it to Shaw. He finds a very good, well-spotted pass to Pogba, sort of on the edge of the box, and Pogba with a very, very good finish. Um, one advantage we did have today, which is annoying that we didn't take advantage of, is Burnley. Oh, I said West Ham. Uh, Burnley did give us quite a lot of space. We just didn't use it enough. But then Middlesbrough did the same thing, and we didn't use it enough. Um, granted, we st- we scored two other goals, which probably should have counted. Um, because what was the other one? The other one was somebody's. No, the other one was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not actually listed here for some reason, so I'll need to talk about it now as I remember it. Uh, somebody crossed the ball over. I think it was Rashford. Yeah, Rashford crossed the ball across the face of goal, and I think it was the play. The player called me. Um, scored an own goal, but Pogba like put his hands on somebody too much. Eh. Um, I've seen worse incidents of where like players have been shoved in the face and stuff. I mean, to to me, if somebody's got their hand on your head in football, they should be allowed to touch like the back of your head, as long as they're not like you know pulling your hair, obviously, or something. Obviously, that would be a foul, or like squeezing your not not like strangling, but like holding your neck or something, you know, um, like from the back or or whatever. I think as long as you're not, like, obviously strangling or punching the person or some, something, as long as you've not got your f- hands in that player's face, so you're not, you're not, um, uh, um, affecting their, their vision of what they can actually see, or obviously if you haven't got, like, your hand shoved in their mouth or something, uh, I think it's, that, that, that's not a foul. 
Um, because Pogba's ha- he does put two hands on this player. So this is for the third goal. I'm just skipping ahead to that because it's not listed here, and I just remembered it. Um, he's not got from what I could see from the angles that they showed. He's has he didn't have his hands on the player's face. He had it on like side of his head, back of his head, and it's like okay, I I, I see how you could give that as a foul, but I don't think it really is like if you're literally shoving a player in the face and like he can't see then yeah that's a foul um because you've got to draw the line somewhere like football is a contact sport right you've got to be able to push and pull and shove a little bit because that's just the nature of the game this isn't we're not playing basketball (laughs) you know we're not playing basketball um so if you obviously like pulling the shirt's not allowed, but if you're like pushing and shoving a little bit and that kind of thing, some of that should be allowed. I suppose there's a line though, isn't there, as to how much is like pushing somebody out, like actually flat out like pushing somebody on the ground or something. But I don't really think the Pogba thing was that much of a foul. I don't think it. I don't think it was enough contact to make it a foul. But the thing is, because a manager will be telling a player like, hey, if we can see the goal or if we're in like a dangerous situation and you can make a meal out of a foul or out of like a, a set piece where there's too much contact on you, just like act like you're in a lot of pain or something and act like you're being fouled really badly and make a meal out of it because then we'll get the free kick. That's what they, That's what every player would have been told to do. Every single player. Like, hey, if you get, like, contact in the box or something and the player doesn't get the ball, make a meal out of it and make it look like it's more of a foul than what it is. And that's kind of a tactic. And that's probably what this player did. I don't know the name of the Burnley player. But um, that's probably what they did. It was like, oh, he's being touched in the side and the back of the head. Make it look like you're being, like, properly fouled. And, and he did. And the ref brought it, unfortunately. So, Yeah. Um, but that was the actual third goal that was disallowed, because um, it would it would have been an own goal, but a technical assist from Rashford, if you want to count it that way. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, but yeah, back to the uh, the first goal. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. I'm just remembering certain goals. Um, I mean, it was offside, so it shouldn't have counted and it is Maguire's fault because he's offside Maguire had a bad game he had a very very bad game um but uh but yeah good head I, I feel sorry for Varane because it was a very good header actually and um it's disallowed uh anyway I've already talked about the Pogba goal um yeah good finish from Pogba and it actually did count and it's a good like cutback sort of cross as well um and as I've kind of said before, I think the hardest goals to score, the hardest goals to score in football are from corners. I think that kind of also includes crosses, because just because you aim for like, oh, I can see my teammate who's there, and I'm going to pass the ball to him, it doesn't mean the defender won't read it and just block it or something. So it was quite a good spot and quite a good pass from uh, from Luke Shaw. So. Yeah. Anyway, that was the first half. It was a little bit flat in the first half, but things uh, things soon picked up in the second half. Mainly because two minutes after the break, uh, Weghorst uh, assisted Jay Rodriguez, and this goal is all on Maguire. The whole thing here is on Maguire. There is two opportunities for Maguire to cut this ball, cut cut the uh, opposition's attack out. Um, one where he, I think, he goes to tackle Rodriguez. He fails to do so. And then, like, he awkwardly makes his way back to the box. They pass it around a little bit. And then Weghorst um, passes the ball through to Rodriguez. I don't know if Rodriguez knows that Maguire's not catching him. Maybe Mike Phelan told him at halftime. <laughs> but, um, no, I'm joking. But uh, I, I want, I want, because I, I don't know how much these players know about each other, but... Maguire is known to be kind of slow, isn't he? And I wonder if Rodriguez kind of knew that. Anyway, Rod- Rodriguez ran through on goal. Maguire didn't catch him, and he put the ball in the bottom corner. So cool. Yep. There you go. There's that was that was that goal. So yeah. 
Uh, it does actually show after this that Maguire's gotten booked for... I don't remember what that was, but... Um, oh, yeah, no, I remember what that was. He should have probably been sent off for that. It was last man. Um, he was tackling Weghorst or Rodriguez or somebody like that, and he just, he just, put, he just put, put his hands all over him and just fouled him. And it's like... <sighs> yeah, so, anyway. Uh, then Ronaldo, so a bit of a substitution analysis... 68 minutes, Ronaldo on for Cavani. I agree with that. Um, I thought Cavani was unlucky in this game. I thought that uh, he maybe should have scored. Excuse me, the header from earlier on. But he didn't. I thought Cavani was a bit quiet apart from that. So hey, your other striker options, Ronaldo on the bench. Sure. 68 minutes is good time. So I, I fully agree with uh, with uh, with Ralph on, on this one. I mean, you kind of want them both on the pitch, but... Yeah, you, you can't get the best of everything. So, um, yeah, Cavani taken off for Ronaldo, who did have a couple of chances. We'll talk about that uh, shortly, I suppose. Uh, then uh, I found this substitution quite funny. Lennon, I, I don't usually talk about the opposition's formation uh, uh, substitutions, but I, I noticed something with this one. Lennon was brought on for Cornet, whoever that is. And I remembered, last time we played against Burnley, did, we beat them... Th- 3-1 I think and their goal their one goal was from when Lennon was running through on goal and Maguire couldn't catch him and I kind of wonder if there was something behind this substitution of like Maguire's already demonstrated again his slow pace because of the Rodriguez goal and maybe Sean Dyke kind of thought Lennon scored against him before I'll bring him on I, I, don't, I don't know what the thought behind that was but it was, it was kind of smart so he didn't actually end up scoring. I didn't even notice Lennon after that. But yeah, makes sense. Man United looking a bit slow in defence. Bring on your fast player. Fair enough. Uh, then some subs in the 80th and the 85th minute. Far too late again. Um, I do notice that other managers do this, by the way. Which is like su- subs after the 70th minute. Um, but it is what it is, I suppose. It still annoys me, but... What can I do? Um, McTominay coming off for Lingard and Alanga coming on for Rashford. Uh, I thought Rashford had like a really 50-50 game where some points he took a shot and he didn't need to. He was playing on the right, which didn't really sort of help. Um, but not quite enough of an impact, I thought. So Alanga's a good Alanga's a good choice to bring him on for too late, I suppose, in the game. Um... But uh, yeah, interesting, interesting one. Eighty-fifth minute is just is just too late though. So yeah, uh, McTominay, who I thought had another poor game, um, came on for Lingard. Sorry, came off Lingard, came on. Uh, yeah, Lingard shouldn't be here anymore, should he? He he doesn't want to be. He's made that quite clear. Um, he came on. He did all right, I suppose. Um, but, so let's just look at these substitutions. So if you're taking McTominay off, who's a CDM, or being played as a CDM, you do have Matic on the bench. I probably would have brought Matic on instead of Lingard. You've also got... Uh, but that's it. I'm gonna re- I'll read this bench out now. I usually do this in the player ratings. I'll read this bench out now. This is one of the worst benches we've ever had in, in, in recent memory. So we've got Alanga, quite good. Henderson, terrible. Phil Jones, did alright in that one reappearance kind of game. Lindelof, terrible. Lingard, terrible. Mata, too old. Matic, too old. Ronaldo, very, very good. Missed some chances. Wambasaka, not good enough. And you just you just have to wonder, the bench that I've just read out and the first 11, we haven't really got anybody missing um, other than the obvious person. Um... Yeah, we haven't really, we haven't got any, we haven't got anybody else really. I mean, so missing players. It's got Bailey ankle injury, which doesn't affect the substitution of McTominay. Fred illness. Fred, somebody you could have brought on to done a little something. Then it's um says Greenwood inactive. That's an interesting phrase. Earlier on this thing it said personal reasons, but anyway, we know what's going on with Greenwood. Uh, then it said uh, Alex Teller's illness, who are both Brazilian, him and uh, and Fred, so I don't know what's going on with that, but 
In terms of midfield, I suppose Fred's the player that you're missing, but really, you you want you want Matic on for McTominay in that situation, or Donny, but obviously he's out on loan at Everton. But uh, that's just unfortunate, I suppose. Um, but Rashford for Lingard, I, I don't mind that at all. Whether you do that either way around, they're obviously they're both left-sided players. And what I mean by that is left-sided of the pitch, left-winger. So uh, I don't mind that, it's just too late. So, yeah. Uh, but then the game ended. It ended anyway, and it was nil-nil. And, uh, yeah, couldn't... Uh, couldn't do much to win the game. Uh, there's a couple of other notable kind of things that happened. Um, I think it was Weghorst after their goal had like a shot on goal. Maguire again losing his runner. McTominay losing the runner. And De Gea had to pull off like a really, really, really good save. So, um, yeah. But there we go. So, anyway, let's jump into a quick bit of housekeeping. And then uh, we'll do some player ratings. I, I know who my man of the match is quite clearly this week. So I won't have any trouble with ooing and ahhing about all of that. So, yep. Yeah. Oh, apparently I've not got any internet. Let me sort that out. Anyway, I'll see you all in a minute for uh, some housekeeping. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, um, we did a Gaming Talk podcast a little bit earlier this week on a, on a Saturday. Uh, but don't worry about that. Um, we talked about Sony acquiring Bungie, of course, for the PlayStation consoles. Um, so they've acquired that company, who's responsible for making some of the previous Halo games, and most notable recently for the uh, Destiny games. So me and Robert talked about that. Another acquisition this week, which is interesting. Uh, we also talked about the state of play for Ghostwire Tokyo. Robert was somewhat impressed, and I was very, very unimpressed. So you can listen to our thought, full thoughts on that. We talked about Halo, because there was a new trailer for the upcoming Paramount Plus TV show. So you can get our thoughts on that. And we talked about the very casually dropped news, which was that GTA 6 is, quote, well on the way uh, in development. So we talked about what that might mean. Um, and then a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, chat podcast for this month, which is for February of 2022. But talking about December and uh, January. So December 2021, January 2022. Uh, the end of December meant that 2021 was the biggest year uh, for entertainment talk. So again, thank you all very much to everyone who's participated in the 
ongoing of the website, uh, both audience and, of course, co-host and everything, so that's brilliant. Uh, we talked about January 2021 as well, so that was good. I talked about my new job as well, so if you want to hear some details about what I'm, what I'm up to, what I'm doing, and just some general chat about other things as well, because, you know, it's the chat podcast. Uh, of course, I needed a reminding. Of course, the uh, recent United Cast episode, which was for the 1-1 draw, 8-7 penalties game against Middlesbrough, so we're out of the FA Cup, so cool. Um, classic Reviews episode for last week, which is Season 5, Episode 8, talking about The Simpsons, the most iconic family on television, and probably the most iconic television show um, so far, uh, but not for a specific episode or a specific season because it's, you know, The Simpsons. You can just chat about The Simpsons without needing to do that, and that's what I did. So I had a lot of fun talking about The Simpsons and uh, how much I love them as well. So I, yeah, that was good. Uh, CW Superheroes episode for uh, Supergirl Season 6, just wrapping up and finishing for the series, talking about the legacy of the show and Melissa Benoist, the Supergirl, and her passing the torch to uh, Sasha Cully, who's going to be the new version of Supergirl in the Flash film, which is out in November, I think. Talk- so talking about the series finale, the writing of the show, <laughs> um, that season, and just the show as a whole, kind of a big wrap-up kind of thing. Uh, on the other side, on the Marvel side of things, I talked about my must-see review for Hawkeye. That was for the first season. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a season two, but that was for the first season. Over on the other episode of the United Cast, I talked about the January 2022 transfers and the Mason Greenwood situation. So you can take a look at that if you want to. Recent gaming talk episode, we talked about the some new information about um, Horizon Forbidden West, which is out very, very soon, isn't it? Yes, I think it's next week or something. Yes, uh, so we talked about that. We also talked about NFTs and how disgusting they are in terms of being scammy. And uh, UFL, which is a new football game, and Battlefield 2042, because it continues to be hilarious in terms of bad news. A month for positive creators uh, wrapped up that for January 2022. The fifth and final episode of that was talking about Louise, who's another ASMR artist, which is the theme for this year. Classic Reviews episode, the previous one, obviously to the Simpsons episode, was Season 5, Episode 7, that's for Space Jam. And that's basically everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on your favourite podcast platform if you search for Entertainment Talk, which I'm guessing you've done to one of those two things to, to listen to this. So, anyway... Alright, player ratings, let's jump straight to the man of the match. 10 out of 10, it's Jaden Sancho, yet again. I think he continues to be very, very, very impressive. Um, granted, I think in this match he was given a bit more space than usual, but he, that you know, that's just the way that Burnley played. I think he did some very, very interesting things um, in this game. There was a little set piece, actually, where... Um, he had the ball on the left. I don't know why he's playing on the left and Rashford's playing on the right, but it is what it is. And he had the ball on the left at one point, and he was, like, twisting and turning around these Burnley players, and like, okay, you kind of need to pass it in a minute. He did, passed it to Bruno, and Bruno gave the ball away straight away. Um, I just, yeah, I think he's close control. I think his confidence is going up. I think his composure is really good. At times his crossing could use some level of work, I do think. But um, I think he's really settling in well to this team. And I think he's going to only continue to improve with more game time. Um, He played the whole 90 minutes, which was good. So uh, I just continue to be very, very impressed with Jadon Sancho. And he doesn't have like loads of pace. He he can run, certainly. And he did show that at certain points in this game. Um, Good bit of passing and moving between him and a few other players as well. Uh, which I thought was um, very good to see. So uh, there you go. Alright, going back to David De Gea. I'm going to give him a 9. Um, unfortunate to let a goal in. I thought he made some really good saves again. Especially the one from, um, I think it was Weghorst. Uh, in the second half. Could have been 2-1 to Burnley after that. Um, he's not quite getting so sort of peppered with shots as he, as, as he was before. I think Varane is kind of helping out with some of that. Um, because Maguire isn't, is he? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think De Gea has continued to be really, really, really good. And, um, I think he deserves a lot more credit. So I'm going to give him a 9. Um, the low, um, I thought that I was really, really good attacking-wise today. I thought he, he actually made some in, introvert, in, sorry, inverted 
runs, which was good. So sort of like into the midfield areas and looked to get the ball forward a lot more. Looked kind of confident. Um, but uh, defensively, he still has some question marks on him. So I'm, I'm going to give him an 8, I think, yeah. Um, the low. Uh, Varane, I'm going to give a 9 to. I don't think the goal was his fault. Um, he did everything that he could, really. It's just unfortunate that he's got Maguire next to him. Um... So yeah, I thought he had another another good game. What else? I think it's an eight there. Uh, Maguire, I'm going to give him a one. But I should be. I, actually, actually, no. You know what? No, 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 no. You know what? I'm giving him a zero because what did he do that was good in this game? If any of you can name me one thing that he did that was good in this game, he was at fault for the goal. He um, was offside for Varane's goal, or caused like whatever the issue was. I think it was offside. Right, so he both caused the goal, got a goal disallowed, and he missed a header at the end of the game, and also was just very, very questionable generally defensively. Um, yeah, a really, really bad game that contributed to well, was was one of the more bigger contributors as to why we. I, do you know what? I almost just said lost. Sometimes that happens, doesn't it? You you draw a game. You come away from it, and it it feels like you, it feels like we've lost this game against Burnley, but it was actually a one-one draw. But some games you walk away from, and you feel like you've lost. Um, maybe it's because we've lost the lead, and then it feels terrible. But um, I just, I mean, Maguire is a very, very big problem in this team. There's a lot of reasons. I'm, I'm going to name a few right now. He's too slow. Definitely too slow. Whenever we, whenever he does try to impose his qualities, because what here's what here's what what Maguire is supposed to be good at, right? He's supposed to be good in the air. He's not. He's supposed to be strong. He uses his strength in the wrong way. And what I mean by uses his strength in the wrong way is instead of being like a Van Dyke or somebody like that. That's the only player I can think to kind of compare, or like a Koulibaly or somebody. You know that that, or like a Vidic, somebody like that. Somebody who's your 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 physically imposing defender that's going to get in the face of attackers and like fairly, you know, win the ball back obviously without fouling people. Instead of doing that, he tends to just pull a lot of players, like actually pull them over. I mean, that's how that's what, why he got booked in this game is because he pulled somebody over. It's like somebody needs to teach him. I mean, the, the way I'm talking about Maguire right now is if he's some sort of academy graduate. Right, like he needs to learn how to do this and do that and clean things up. He's twenty-eight years old, Harry Maguire. He's done all the learning he's gonna be able to do, right? And he does have strength. He does, but he just—I I don't know if some—I I notice it sometimes. I don't mention it all the time, but I do—I do notice there are certain things about this team I do notice, but I, there's no need to like always mention them. But I'll bring it up now. Look, look for, uh, both on attacking and defensive corners. This is, this is a bit of a little bit of homework for you all, if you don't mind homework. Um, watch on our defensive and our attacking corners. Watch the way that Maguire. Like, obviously, everybody's like grabbing each other at corners, and it's very you know congested box and whatever. Keep a keep a look at Maguire and look at the way that he pulls players around as opposed to other people. It's almost like he just pulls other players' shirts without even thinking about it, and he's got to get that out of his game. So instead, instead, what what he should be doing instead of like, oh, I'm going to use my strength to pull you. No, you're supposed to be pushing the player out the way. If you're trying to win the ball off of somebody, right, and you want to do it in the Maguire-esque sort of way. You gotta push the opposition. You got you gotta push the players. Not so you shove them over and give over give away a free kick, but show the referee your strength in that way instead of just pulling the player. Because if you end up pulling somebody in football, what's often gonna end up happening is you'll just pull their shirt and just give away a free kick, which is literally how he got booked in this game. So yeah, I'm I'm giving him a zero. I'm I'm giving him a zero because he didn't do anything good in this game, and he was at fault for many many things. He was at fault for why we didn't score. He was at fault for why he didn't score, and he was at fault for why we let a goal in. So, yeah. Um, sometimes you just need to go in on certain players a little bit in certain situations. So that was that. Anyway, he gets a zero. 
Um, I'm not going to do like minus scores. That's kind of silly. Obviously, if I'm if I'm like particularly annoyed at a player, I'll give them like a minus score just out of whatever. But yeah, it's a zero. So there you go. Uh, Luke Shaw. Um, I thought it was quite good today. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him an eight as well. I thought it was. I thought it was quite good. Um, got forward a bit more, which I was expecting. I do wonder in this team. And this is something that very much involves Luke Shaw. I, I spoke. It was very like obvious last season. Luke Shaw's got a very good overlapping relationship with Rashford, where they sort of know that they, they get each other's game a bit more, and they sort of pass and move and overlap each other, and it's worked really well. I wonder for sure in these kind of games where it's like one minute is Sancho there, next minute is Rashford there, next minute is Sancho there, and they're, they're rotating wingers, which I don't think is a good idea. I, I don't like doing that idea, but if it works, then it works. But I, there's something I don't really like. I've spoken about that before. I wonder for Luke Shaw when he's got, okay, one minute Sancho's in front of him, next minute Rashford's in front of him. And for Delo as well, you know, when Delo on the other side, who's got one minute Rashford there, one minute Sancho there. And I'd assume that's something that you'd you'd practice on the training ground. Um, I don't know. Be that's something I do want to learn a bit more about, like how do and what is that like for the other players? So, so for Sancho and for Rashford when they're swapping wings, because they're the ones that are actually swapping over. So it's a completely different side of the pitch with a, a different fullback behind you. So it's, it's these little things you've got to kind of think about a little bit when it comes to. Um, the team set up and stuff because it, it it does affect things definitely. So anyway, uh, I think I'll give him an eight. It was it was quite good today. Uh, McTominay, I'm gonna not do him for a minute. Go on. Oh, let's go on to Pogba for a second. <laughs> um, Pogba, um, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna give him an eight as well. Um, I thought his goal was really well taken. Could have just blasted it over the bar because you see that all the time in football. Um, I thought the goal was really well taken. Good position on, on that. I thought some of Pogba's passes were, were quite good. Look, did look a little bit slow in certain situations. Um, but sometimes it's hard to analyse a midfielder when they've got a really shit one next to them. Because there's so there could be so much... Like when you've got a good midfield partner next to you, it can really help you up your game quite a bit. And... I suppose there's a trust aspect as well of like, if you ask Pogba like, okay, when McTominay is playing next to you or Matic or Fred as opposed to Kante, how do you manage those sort of situations? Um, And it depends what team you're playing against as well. Um, But I wonder if, I wonder for for a bit more of a sort of flair player like Pogba, I wonder if, like, if he's playing with somebody like McTominay where he thinks, okay, if I lose the ball, the player who's next to me isn't great at, like, getting the ball back and tackling. As opposed to if he's playing next to, like, Kante and he thinks, okay, if I lose the ball, I know I've got Kante with me. And Kante's much more likely to win the ball back and then I'll probably get it back afterwards. I, yeah, that's that's kind of a question mark. But I'm going to give him an 8 as well. I thought it was quite good. Um, Otomane still did some bad things in this game. I thought we were slightly okay in certain parts of this game. Um, but he's just not a CDM. Do you know what? I'll, I'll just stick him with an average six because I don't really know what to do with McTominay. So, there we go. Uh, already spoken about Sancho. Um, Rashford. Um, I'm going to give Rashford an average six as well. I thought we had a very 50-50 game. Where sometimes he would look to shoot and he'd be like, oh, Rashford, why have you shot there? Clearly as a pass onto Cavani or something. And then other times in this game where he did pass the ball and you thought, oh, that was good from Rashford. Like he made a better decision there. And it was just very, very 50-50. Yeah. So I'm just going to give him an average six, I think. Um, Bruno, I wasn't very impressed with Bruno today, actually. Too many of them long passes, I thought. Um, I was a bit disappointed in him when, like, Sancho did really, really well. You know that set piece I talked about earlier. Sancho did really, really well to keep the ball and showed, like, some of his skill. He passed it to Bruno, and then Bruno went immediately for, like, a Hollywood pass, and he lost the ball, and then Burnley got it back. So you've undone all of Sancho's really good work on the wing. Um, I think I'm going to give him a five, like, below average performance. He wasn't awful, but just, yeah, he's got to... 
Bruno's very good at doing those passes, but he needs to stop sort of just getting carried away with it and needs to do it when when he actually sees a player in space a bit more often because he can tend to sort of panic certain points and just start pinging balls all over the place and then it makes him look worse, I think. And I think he did a bit too much of that today. So, uh, Cavani, I'll give him a five as well. I thought it was a bit of a ghost, so to speak, in this game. Um, probably should have scored the header that he had as a chance, but it just wasn't really it wasn't really that involved in the game. So, that's my score for him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and then Alanga came on. Didn't notice too much of him. Lingard didn't notice too much of him. Ronaldo probably should have scored two headers as well. Um, our strikers are being a bit more wasteful than I expected. I, I, I'll admit I'm a bit surprised by that, by sort of Cavani's um, lack of clinical finishing and Ronaldo's lack of clinical finishing in this game. Um, so I'll give Ronaldo a five as well. Um, he just, yeah, just didn't, just didn't take a couple of those chances. So I thought he should. Lingard, I have nothing really to say. Didn't really notice him. Same with Langer. I think those are the two later subs, weren't they? So, yeah. Sometimes they just don't get enough time to really do uh, quite so much. So, anyway. Um, that is it. That is my thoughts on this game. Um, who do we play next? I think it's on Saturday. It's an early kickoff on Saturday, which I do like those, actually. Half past 12. Um, Southampton at home. On BT, just in case you wondered what channel it was on, what channel it was on. Sorry, um, Southampton's a team. I think last time we beat them nine nil. I'm not expecting that to happen again. Um, that was without Ronaldo, I think. Uh, I think that was last season, wasn't it, that we did that? Um, but uh, yeah, that's Saturday half past twelve. And then I'm not. I'm not sure what the game is after that, actually. Um, is it Tuesday? No, it wouldn't be Tuesday, would it? Oh, it is Tuesday. Right, so today, so which is Tuesday. And then Saturday the 12th, home game, Southampton, half 12. And then Tuesday, which is the 15th of May. Uh, May. Why did I say May? I'm, trying to sk- I'm just trying to skip towards the end of the season. Um, because I'm just trying to get a season over. Uh, no, the 15th of February, sorry, not May. Um, which is Brighton at home... Ah, oh, it's a stupid quarter past eight kickoff. Um, it doesn't have the channel listed. Probably a bit too early for that. So yeah, that's in a week's time. So Saturday, and then again on Tuesday, which is at quarter past eight for some reason. So there you go. Uh, anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, maybe concerns. I'm sure we all have concerns at this point. <sighs> one one draw against Burnley. <sighs> it's just about seeing the season out, really, isn't it? I I think that there's two things to look for at the end of the season now, which is not 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 the question of can we win the Champions League, but what can we do in the Champions League? How far can we get? Can we even get past Atletico Madrid? Um, which I which would probably be the week after that Brighton game. I I I would I would guess. Um. Yeah, can we get past Atletico Madrid? And then the other question, of course, which we're competing with um, Tottenham, Arsenal, Wolves and West Ham. Sort of Wolves, but more more sort of West Ham, Tottenham, Arsenal. Can we get top four? Um, and if we don't, what does that mean? Obviously, it means no Champions League football if we don't. So Anyway, let me know th- your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. Probably concerns as well uh, about Manchester United and everything else. Um, and Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So, uh, write in. Let me know what you think. Also, if you're listening on the website version of this episode, you can scroll down a little bit. You'll see a big email box. You can put your email and message in there. Um, you can also click on the or use the email link, um, which is written in the show notes as well, the email name, to write me a message if you want to do it that way as well. Um, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, there'll be a new Classic Reviews episode in a few hours. Um, so look out for that one. That'll be for Season 5, Episode 9. And then we're planning on doing an episode of something on the Thursday. And then the United Cast will be back on Saturday. And then on Tuesday. And then we just move on and on from there. So if you want to keep up to date with everything that, we, everything that we're doing, past, present and future, entertainmenttalk.org for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. So take a look at what you'd like to 
over there. The other ways that you can support us, of course, is by telling other people that you know. It's very, very effective and very, very useful. So please continue to do that to do that if you are. You can just use word of mouth or social media. Just let other people know about Entertainment Talk. Tell them what we do and where they can find it. Um, you can also use social media, of course. The big, powerful platforms over there. Um, and you can share our podcast around on the different platforms of your choice. So please consider doing that. Uh, also on Patreon, there's the $1 or $3 level tiers if you'd like to check us out over there. Uh, those are for ad-free podcast and review options. So if you'd like to take a look at those, you can do as well. Uh, Geek Town, uh, do you believe there's a new Geek Town Radio episode out now? You should go and listen to that. I will be doing so probably when I go to work tomorrow. But that's geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. That's for your TV and your film news. Uh, it's hosted by David, so good stuff over there. Uh, for other good content as well, you can find Bex over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. I believe she's starting or has started uh, Tomb Raider 2 or Tomb Failure 2. Um, so you can check out what she's doing with all of that over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow. I will be back soon with the Pez Coach mode. I'm just trying to I'm trying to um, figure some things out which are outside of Entertainment Talk stuff at the moment. But once I know what's going on with those things, uh, nothing to worry about, just a few life things in the way um you can follow me on twitch anyway etalk uk for my different gaming streams um i might have a special call stream by friday or saturday or the weekend between friday and the weekend look look out for us on twitch etalk uk uh i might have a little uh something something a bit different but something very very cool to show all of you um, I don't want to say any more because, you know, it's supposed to be a surprise. Uh, over on Twitch. So eTalk UK over on Twitch. I've said that about four times now. Uh, if you miss any of those streams or you want to find them archived over on YouTube or all of the or, or the uh, game clips that I record and things for cool little moments here and there, you can find those over on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays over on there. So check out that as well. Thanks very much for listening. I'll see you all tomorrow and Thursday, and Saturday, and then whatever else is going on. So, um, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, that's that. Cheers, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.